This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Okay, we are back. And now the question is, do you pay your taxes? Most of us do, but more and more individuals and corporations are failing to do so. The CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, says the amount of tax that Canadians admit to owing Ottawa but haven't paid has gone up to a record $43.8 billion this year, and that's despite a Liberal promise to stabilize that sum. The Conference Board of Canada says the federal government forgoes as much as nearly $48 billion in uncollected taxes every year. What can be done about this? We are going to Christine Van Gyne, the Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and David Rotfleisch, a tax lawyer with Rotfleisch and Samulovich. Thanks for, for joining us, both of you. Hello. Hi. Hello, Libby. Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Christine, let's start with you. Uh, does this number surprise you at all? Uh, well, we knew going into this that, that there is a large amount of money that the government isn't collecting from people who, who do owe them taxes, and we know that that number has been growing. Uh, it is a really, really large number, $44 billion, and um, I have zero sympathy for people who do not pay their taxes. I have sympathy for all taxpayers who pay, pay incredibly high rates, but uh, the answer isn't to, to fail to to give the money to the government that, they're, that they owe. People who don't pay their taxes cause the rest of us to pay far higher taxes. I think the right approach from the government is to um, collect the money that, that uh, is owed to them, but also to simplify taxes so that there's less of an incentive to, uh, to fail to, to pay your taxes. I mean, what really strikes me about this is that is, this is not the underground economy of people, uh, you know, hiding money and not paying taxes on it. We're talking about people who admit that they owe money to Ottawa, but they haven't paid it. So everybody, you know, the CRA presumably knows who they are and where they are. So uh, why is it unable to collect? Yeah, so this is an additional 45, there's an additional 45 billion in underground economy uh, activity that this is people who don't declare their income. So, the, so there's the 45 billion in people who don't declare their income. That's the estimate back from 2013. And then today's now, uh, release is, is 44 billion in um, pe- money that people have declared, but then failed, the government has failed to collect for for whatever reason. And this is about half of it comes from individuals and half comes from, from corporations. And um, the the CRA uh, has been saying that they don't have enough staff to, to do this collection. The, the fact of the matter is that the CRA has more bureaucrats than any other department in Canada. Um, if staff was the solution, um, they already have a lot of staff. I think what they need to look at is more, um, more innovation, more technology and how they can can pursue these unpaid taxes. Um, 
and perhaps simplifying the tax code so that there's less incentive to overcomplicate things so that people are more inclined to pay. David, uh, what's your take on this? A somewhat different take, since I have a somewhat different perspective. So you come to me because you've got a tax problem, and that includes sometimes an inability to pay taxes. So it's not a question of sympathy or not sympathy. It's the cold, hard reality that for whatever reason, you do not have the money in your piggy bank to be able to fork it over to CRA. So the first question you have to ask yourself is who are these people who or corporations that are not paying taxes? It's not T4 salaried employees since they have source deductions that more or less cover their tax liability. So what does that leave us with? Well, that leaves us with unincorporated individuals typically who've gone into business on their own and do not have proper advice. So they get a net amount of $10,000 a month, and they spend a net amount of $10,000 a month. They live on it. They forget that 40% of that is not their money. It needs to be put aside for CRA. And similarly, they're charging HST, GST, whatever, at you know, Ontario 13%. That 13% needs to be put aside. They don't do that. They live on it. So that is a fundamental problem with tax planning and advice by entrepreneurs. And you run into similar problems at the corporate level where people effectively are using their tax liabilities to fund operations. Okay, David, David, but I, I mean, come on. Anybody who has enough savvy, even with a tiny business, goes into business, knows that in Canada you have to pay taxes. And the other question is, if they can't pay any taxes, how do they pay you? They paid me if they can, if not, they can't retain me. Uh, they, they have some money to pay professional fees for accountants and lawyers. They may not have had proper accounting. But, you know, you really overestimate the sophistication of a lot of small business people. They, they were formerly an employee. They go out on their own. They really don't know what they have to do. If they don't have proper accounting advice from the get-go, they invariably fall into that trap of spending the money thinking, okay, I'm going to have cash flow later on. So that's the cold, hard reality. Now, CRA collection officers are extremely aggressive. They have very, very draconian collection powers. They can seize your bank accounts. They can seize your salary. They can seize your receivables without a court order. No one else can do that. However, they are sometimes, or to my view, often not reasonable. I've gone to CRA collections officers and said, look, Client can afford to pay $5,000 a month. Collection officer insists, no, I want more than that. So they end up getting nothing. I have a client who has not paid source deduction in two years because CRA refused a reasonable payment proposal. Uh, And you speak to team leaders. Sometimes a team leader will intervene. Sometimes a team leader won't intervene. And it ends up being a net loss to the system. Now, this specific client is still in business. Others will go out of business. And you end up with a uncollectible debt. And I agree 100% that uncollected taxes in the underground economy means I'm paying tax in Ontario close to 54%. It's not reasonable. And if that amount was collected, then theoretically my tax rate could go down. The reality is, however, sometimes it's just completely uncollectible. People go into business, they don't succeed, they made money, they charge HST, they spend it, the money's gone. It's just not there anymore. So the option is a reasonable collection officer, a reasonable approach, or bankruptcy. Okay, uh, Christine, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, I, I think that all of that makes a lot of sense. And I think, I think that 
um, our tax lawyer friend's absolutely right that um, a lot of people go into business not really knowing, especially if they have sort of a cash-based and, and, and straightforward service business, um, they may not necessarily understand all the complexities of running a small business when they're first starting it, and it can get them into a lot of trouble, which is what when you end up having CRA come after you really, really aggressively. I'm not advocating for giving more powers to the already like highly empowered and aggressive CRA. Um, what I'm saying is that I think if we made it easier for people to go into business for themselves, made the tax code simpler, made it easier to file, especially for small first-time entrepreneurs, then uh, you're more likely to be able to collect those taxes when, uh, when, when filing day is due. Okay, uh, both of you, please hang on. We have to take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers out again. I want to hear from people. Uh, what do you think of, of this really big number of people who admit they owe taxes but aren't paying? Is the problem the CRA, the tax system, or those people? And uh, the rest of us, of course, pay more because of that. Uh, the numbers to call before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 740 and we'll be right back. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. We're talking about how the rest of us pay more because a lot of money is uncollected. The number for that this year is nearly $44 billion. We're not even talking about the underground cash economy. We're talking about people who know, who admit they owe money to the government and they are not paying. And we have been talking to Christine Van Gyne and David Rotfleisch. And they both seem to agree part of the problem is the Canada Revenue Agency. Uh, David is a tax lawyer. He says uh, they are often unreasonable. Christine says the system is too complicated. And here's one that I find a little hard to believe that somebody starts a business and doesn't understand that they will have to pay taxes, even though there is nobody withholding it from them. So, we're going right to the phones. We've got Mary in Burlington. Hi, Mary. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Good. Not bad, thank you. I would like to say is that the CRA, if anything, they are incompetent. I file my tax every year. I was told about two, three, maybe three years ago, that I don't fa- have to send in the T3, T4 slips, that the financial institution would send it into them. I went, I had my tax done, uh, they asked me, I told them what, okay, no problem. Lo and behold, earlier this year, I got a letter from CRA to say that I was in arrears to the tune of $3,024, and they were going to be deducting something like maybe $140-something a month. I said, you know what? I don't want any problems. I sent them the check for the amount of $3,024, not that I could afford it. In February, when I went to get my statement earlier than the end of the month, I said, let me just check. I did. Lo and behold, 
they deducted the 140 whatever it is dollars a month that they said they were going to do. That is after I sent them the check for the total amount at the end of January. It's 3,024. I, you know what? I've, I've heard similar stories of checks getting lost or miss, um, you know, put in the wrong account. Uh, Mary, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to ask David what you can do about that. So keep listening on the radio, okay? Thank you. Very Thank much. you, David. Um, I, I've even had cases where there's a, a, a mess up, and, and then you find out that the CRA has deposited the check in the wrong account and stuff like that. David? Yes. So first of all, Mary is preaching to the choir when she says there is an inordinate amount of incompetence at CRA. Uh, That's one of our large problems is dealing with all levels of employees, even uh, at a supervisory level, who really do not know the law, do not know what they should be doing. So we end up having to fight and sometimes go to tax court unnecessarily. When it comes to strict accounting issues, those are fairly routine and relatively easy to sort out, although it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not as if you call up somebody and you speak to them and, okay, sure, it's done the next day. You have to go through their bureaucracy, and it will be fixed. I mean, when it comes to accounting, the CRA accounting is often incomprehensible, but at the end of the day, it's typically correct. Their interest calculations are something that really it's almost impossible for an outsider to duplicate. So when we have a rough estimate of taxes uh, owing, we do a very, very rough estimate of of interest owing. And then we deal with collections officers, we deal with uh, appeals officers, whoever is necessary to sort out the accounting side of it. But at the end of the day, Mary's account will get straightened out. Now, as to why she had that tax owing, I don't know. Uh, if the T3s and T5s were fully I- included in her T2 or T1 return, there shouldn't have been an issue. My guess is somehow some of them slipped the system and whoever prepared her return didn't include it. So CRA assessed and charged penalties. Yeah, and an I- interesting point is that her $3,000 is part of our $44 billion discussion. In this case, she paid it, but if at a point in time, it was an unpaid tax amount. So there you go. There's a, like a totally innocent story as to why you've got somebody owing supposedly $3,000. Yeah, I, I remember a, a, a case with my own taxes. There there was one really bad uh, case where literally it turned out that they deposited the check in the wrong account, their account, and uh, so uh, it took a, a number of phone calls. But uh, I remember getting a, you know, when they send you, uh, you the accounting of, of your taxes, it can take six weeks. I mean, I remember that I got one thing and it didn't show a large payment. And then it took them six weeks to show a payment for something that was taken out six weeks earlier. I mean, it's, uh, you know, this is 2018. Um, I've been told anecdotally by CRA insiders that the computer system they've been using for years is a... 40-year-old system with new front ends put on it, but it's still, the guts of it are a very obsolete system. They upgraded the system for this tax season, and I was told that it went operational with some 800 errors still. 
So I'm curious to see what the stats are going to reveal in the next few months as to how effective they've been in processing it. Okay. But the I'm... problem is with the obsolete systems as well. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the time. We have to go. So, uh, Christine, uh, what would you like to leave us with in 30 seconds? Oh, my question just for that uh, caller is, is her 3000 if it's part of the $44 billion, is it still part of it? Because she paid, she sent the check, they cashed it, but they're still charging her $140 a month. Did they ever remove it from their system, or is it still included in the $44 billion? Um, My bet is it's still there. Well, um, hopefully that will get sorted out quickly, uh, a lot more quickly, it seems, than getting to the heart of the problem. Thank you to Christine Van Gein from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation and David Rothfleisch, tax lawyer. Thanks a lot. Thank you. My pleasure. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.